This is a headgum podcast. You will dream it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything to say. I'm just going to say, <laughs> no, listen, I wanted to start with this. There's no way that there's no good way to segue into this. Look, we're doing the hooligan mulligan first. And I didn't discuss this with Lindsay, first of all. She said we didn't have time to do a hooligan mulligan, but we do. Listen, this is the hooligan mulligan. You don't even look at the Facebook. This is a trap. I was photographed by a hooligan. The hooligan <laughs> put the photograph on the Facebook. Lindsay sent me the photo. Mora, by the way, Mora, you know who you are. And then I took a photo of Mora. I don't think Mora, Mora was expecting me to take a photo back of her, but I did. You know what? And I sent it right to Lindsay and Shawnee and Amina. And then they put it on the Facebook group, which is funny. Anyway, I thought that was that's very your, funny and worth bringing that's your up. Mulligan. So now you're like encouraging someone needs people to, to like no someone take needs to see someone needs to see Lindsay for next. I honestly, I will kill all of you if you take a rude photo of me and put it in that Facebook group. I will come in there and I'll be so mad. <laughs> um, anyway, I'll be so angry. Um, it was it was really funny though, and I guess with that we can get started with the first comment. What a great horrible segue! Here we go. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I'm a brand new Who Weekly fan from Headgum, and I just had to call and talk to you about Paige from America's Next Top Model. I knew this girl in high school because she always used to come and audition for the musicals. And she would, like, bring her modeling portfolio and talk about all her theater credits. And we were, like, 16 years old, and we were like, who is this girl? But she never ended up doing a show with us because she wouldn't accept a non-lead role. (laughs) So then, cut to today, I see this clip of her on Facebook, um, and Rita Ora is like, oh, you're one of those girls that I would have hated in high school. So, like, all my high school friends and I are like, yes, Rita, drag her on television. Plus, she lied about that award that she won. So, it was pretty, it was pretty exciting to see that. Thanks, guys. Uh, I like that call just because it's sort of, it's a nice reminder that no one ever actually changes. Yeah, it's also a nice reminder for me that I'm just not watching America's Next Top Model. <laughs> um, but I hear there's drama in it, and people tend to like that. Yeah, I mean, that's why you watch America's Next Top Model, right? For the drama. Because you know they're not going to become models. They might have popular Instagrams, though, which is just as good, to be honest. I mean, I'm still mad that the big prize is like a spread on paper magazine. I'm still mad about that. I'm mad that it's, it's so not the cover. Rude. Give them the cover. The winner of Next Top Model will receive $100,000 and be featured in a commercial thanks to Remel London. In addition, the winner will also be featured in a fashion spread for Paper Magazine and an exclusive one-year talent deal with VH1. It's very rude. So, next up. Hello, it's me, a real Britisher. I'm calling because we hate James Corden. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so this is Is that either... a real British? We have three options here. We have three options here. I mean, I guess two options, but then one has a a sub A, sub B. Option one, this is an American person. This is someone who is not British doing a British accent. Option two, this is a British person. Option two B, this is James Corden. He does do great impressions. I think it's James Corden doing an impression of an American person doing an impression of a British person. 
Well, here's the thing. I just did a little sleuthing mm -hmm. um, by looking in our Google Voice, and the area code uh, says this person is from Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, so I think the case has been closed. Damn. This is not <laughs> James Corden, Damn. nor is this a British person. But the surprise is we do have a call from <sighs> a British person, and you should play it right now. Wow, look at you with the segues, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. I thought I would call in and give you the British opinion on James Corden. Um, I think generally the reason people don't like him is because he was doing you know, quite well with Gavin and Stacey and then he left to go to America and we're very territorial. We don't really like it when our beloved who's or them's do that. Um, but also I think people resent the fact that he left, but he continues to be everywhere particularly doing awful adverts. He's kind of omnipresent in ad breaks on the TV. He does these awful car insurance adverts and he did this ridiculously self-indulgent Sainsbury's advert at Christmas and I would recommend you watch it because it's absolutely awful. It's four minutes long and he sings this awful tuneless song. It's it's just ridiculous. But um, I think that's why people don't like him. I mean, personally, I don't really have an opinion, but I have friends who vehemently despise him and... <laughs> hope that he never comes back. Um, so that's, the I think, generally how people feel. Um, good for on telephone. Fascinating. Well, you know what's interesting about that? Um, um, what? To bring up our iconic Spencer Pratt interview of, of earlier this week. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys have heard it yet. It's truly making waves. Uh, PeopleMagazine.com <laughs> picked up a story from it. Shut up. Who, by the way, um, still has not unblocked me on Twitter. So... I love that People Magazine blocked you. Do you know why they blocked you? Like, do you remember what you did? I think I was what making, did you do? I was like tweeting, uh, uh, like quoting their tweets and making fun of their headlines or something, uh, you know. Like over and over again? Like a lot? I did it. I did. No, once? it was, it was, I think it was just a particularly mean one. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember, Lindsay. I'm just curious because I feel like for a magazine to block somebody on Twitter, you. I don't. I, I wasn't saying. I wasn't saying anything threatening. Awful. I didn't use uh, vulgarity. I think I was just making fun of something that was probably deserved wow. to be make, made fun of. Petty, and they're very sensitive. Well, people is very sensitive. Us Weekly doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give. They a don't shit. give. They don't give. Us Weekly does not give a shit, or I'd be blocked years ago. <laughs> what I'm saying though is the reason why I brought up the Spencer Pratt interview, the iconic Spencer Pratt interview, God. was because Spencer made a comment about British people not liking when their celebrities go to America uh -huh. and try yeah, and become right. yep. famous in America. They get their little butt hurt and they they're mad. And this is exactly what this caller said about mm -hmm. James Corden, mm -hmm. which I find fascinating. Spencer, it just proves that Spencer is right. He gets when it. When all else fails, ask Spencer. He knows. Well, so what's great about this call is it basically confirms kind of what we thought about yeah, British what we were also told Gordon. by one other British person. He does speak for the entire country, I guess. <laughs> Who, Jono? Jono. Jono speaks. Jono, his last name is literally English. I know. We've brought him up a lot of times. Uh, but I but I think it's just interesting that it's um, it's many reasons and he was beloved in england and as soon as he you know hopped over the pond that's what, right the pond are we the pond or are they the pond no the pond is the ocean the pond is the atlantic but, but can you hop over the pond to get to us or you or you only can go to the pond to get i'm no, you go across the pond you can go you can go round trip across the pond either way you're going across the pond but usually people use it to go to england not come back to america if that's the case, then I'm ignorant and stupid because I thought it works both ways. 
I don't know. I'm asking you. Clearly, I've never. Are from our friends across the pond. I guess actually, you know, it usually is American people talking about okay. British people. Whatever. So when you. <laughs> but the pond. Go... The pond is the Atlantic Ocean. No, I understand that. So when you take a canoe back over the pond back to America, uh-huh. I don't even know where I was going with this. You I become less famous. You become less famous. Or, no, you become less liked in the eyes of British okay, people yeah, because they're mad saying. at you. Yeah, they're mad Yes, at you. that's what I'm saying. Thank you, caller. Thank you, both callers. And then you become less liked in America whenever you host the Grammys and fall down the stairs. You know what's funny is I, I – when he came out and I thought it was by accident at first because he, they did a good job playing it off that it maybe was an accident because mm-hmm. they, they let it go too long. I, I was almost charmed. And then he fell down the stairs and I was like, I hate Pratt Falls. I hate this. I think I think I was almost charmed sums up my feelings about James Corden. He never quite crosses the hump. He can't cross the pond. God, he did cross the pond. <laughs> We're stopping this. Hi, what's team Bobby? It's Brock from North Carolina. So I just want to say I'm watching the first episode of Big Little Lies, and I have always had this negative opinion of Shane Woodley, but I love her in this. Is she actually good? I don't know. Maybe this will be good for her. Get out of those, the Elijah, Legion, Alangere, I don't know. Whatever those movies are that she's too good for. Maybe she's good. I don't know. Maybe she's evil. Maybe she's good. I don't know. But now she's on my radar. And I just wanted to call you and let you know. Anyway, love the show. Love you guys. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. This is tough. I'm... It sounds like you really care about Chalene Woodley, which I like. Yeah, I think it's funny that you like had a. I also I always uh, feel a certain kinship with uh, fellow hooligans who have irrational hatred of celebrities. Right. So I understand why you wouldn't like Shailene Woodley, even though I personally do like Shailene Woodley. I've never seen any of those Divergent movies, but uh, The Descendants just sort of um, has lingered, and I feel like that has been enough for me. So I have seen the Divergent movies. Allegiant nightmare. and then Allegiant uh, 2 or whatever. Um, it's just funny that you call, you called it lingerie. lingerie. <laughs> like a, a Divergent, Allegiant, Allegiant Part 4 or whatever. Uh-huh. I kind of, I like her, but the reason is, is because you can tell as you're watching the movies as they go on that she has like extreme Stockholm Syndrome towards the entire series being in them she's like trapped but then making the best of it and kind of spinning everything so it's like well I love playing a strong and independent kind of how Jennifer Lawrence got towards the end of the Hunger Games Mm -hmm. where you wouldn't catch her dead talking shit about the series but but if you looked into her eyes you looked (laughs) deep into her eyes you could tell that something was wrong and that she was itching to get out and I and I think this is what happened with um, the Divergent series, because they got bad before, way before the Hunger Games series got bad. Right. And so you had Miles Teller. I Angela heard the Elgore. Hunger Games series got better, and I heard the ending was quite good, but I never saw the last one. Oh, it, it ended fine. It just, it slowed down in the middle. Um, Divergent got bad as soon as it started, and they'd all signed on for three or four movies or something, expecting this, like, big thing. And it was a nightmare. Anyways, but so you know I, the, but really quickly, you know that the the last one, they're not even ending it with the movies. They're going to end it with like a TV show. Yeah, or TV. but Shailene is out. Yeah, Shailene's out. Shailene was like, no. But so how are they going to end it with I don't without the main the person? Thing is, I don't think it matters because no, no one cares. Also, what's funny about the Divergent series? Um, I'm going to spoil the end for you. Do you care? No, uh, listeners, anyone... pa- uh, mute the mute this for. 
15 seconds. Lindsay, you have 15 seconds. Go. So the last book of the Divergent series was called Allegiant, and I really liked the first book, and I read them all because of that. At the end of the series, the main character dies. Yikes. I know. It's very controversial, and people were very angry. That's life, though, you know? Um, also, we haven't even really talked about, is she who are them, Lindsay? Is she who are them? I kind of think she's a who. I am veering towards who. I'm uncertain, and it makes me upset that I'm uncertain. I feel like I'm never uncertain. It's it's so easy. But I, when in I mean, doubt... I also never I, forget when she did all that press about eating mud and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Remember that? Um, she's also, that was a big moment she's for She's also... Her. her activism is very authentic to me, which I Right. Like. She protested um, the... Um, the pipeline. She protests a lot of things. But I will say, you know what? I agree with you. Um, she's a who. She's a who with uh, sort of a them pedigree. I agree. You're right. She has the potential. Yeah. She she's she's like on her way. And if she plays the right moves and if she uh, impresses the right people. Also, I think there's something mysterious about her where she doesn't really she you can tell she like hates Hollywood. Hates yeah, I was about to say, I feel like she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't care about becoming of them. Right. And so that's going to make her even more alluring to like the A-lister people she, that are going to want right. her to do stuff. She could easily be of them. I think she's sort of maybe choosing not to but that that could all be bullshit uh but before we move on i will i do want to say she is really great in big little eyes i've only seen the first episode but she's she's like very compelling she's very like her character she's a good actress her her character is very like you know um like night and day she's so sweet and innocent uh by day and then at night it's like why why is she so sneaky why does she sleep with a gun under her pillow like what's going on it's really good please don't ruin it for me and you eat clay? I do eat clay, yeah. Now, uh, do you? No, no. Oh. But, uh, um... Hey, Who Weekly. This is Patty calling from San Francisco. Long-time listener, second-time caller. Um, I'm just calling because I am working from home today and um, messing around trying to figure out what on my Roku I want to watch while I work. Um, I would say also that the Roku is arguably the who of streaming devices that connect to your um, TV, um, if we're going to get into the appliance who's in them. Um, But I just saw an ad on the side of my Roku screen for someone named Mark Ballas's wedding um, to a woman named B.C. Jean. Um, And then I was really confused, so I Googled them, and um, it looks like they already got married. So I don't understand why we are now getting ads for them, but can you tell me who these people are and why I am seeing them, um, their wedding photo on the screen of my Roku? Thank you so much. Bye. So I don't want to get into the wedding yet. I want to first focus on this Roku commentary, which I appreciated. What a great comment. Um, like Lindsay was saying, Wait, how casual. The Roku. The Roku. The Roku. Yeah. No, I just love How that you, on your journey to ask who this person is, you just sprouted out Roku is a who. <laughs> right. And I will say, I sort of... I disagree. Of, I sort of... Yeah, I sort of um, disagree, but I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I have a comparison to make. Lindsay, tell me what you think about this. Because oh, Roku was the market... Roku! Market, Why are you calling what? it Roku? Roku? I don't know. Roku was the market leader... <laughs> You know, like the first in the game, right? Maybe it is a hoop. You can't even remember the name. Yes? I have a Roku. Um, so do I. I stopped using it and now I use the Apple TV, but okay. that's okay. The thing is, my comparison, listen. I'm here. The Roku was the first, like, set-top TV streamer because it was the first Netflix thing that you could use. 
But then came Apple TV, came everything else, the Chromecast, came like the Fire Stick. But the Roku like remains in the background and is sort of reliable. I'm saying that the Roku is sort of like Paris Hilton and the Apple TV is Kim Kardashian. Kim so Kardashian stole all the thunder. Like Paris what's Hilton. What's the was Amazon Fire? Amazon. Anyone else. Literally anyone else. Okay. Any other who. Here's my counter. Can I play devil's advocate for a minute here? Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. The Roku, as somebody who owns and uses the Roku, um, hashtag spawn. No, they're not paying us for this. <laughs> um, but they should. Um, the Roku has some of the hooiest and shittiest content. The channels that you can download and use on your Roku are unlike from the depths of the internet. You have never seen content like this before. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about, but again, that is because I mean, of how remember long it's been on the market. I mean, remember me watching the New Year's Roku stream? I have never encountered <laughs> such like a hooey dimension of television than watching the free channels that come on your Roku top, like. With Jonathan Bennett, right? Wasn't Jonathan Bennett there? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess my argument, although I guess you can get those channels on Apple TV too, you just have to work a little harder, maybe? You can't on Apple TV, no. You can't. They're very, you can't? very. No, it's very hard. Apple TV has a very, very limited number of channels. Meanwhile, on Roku, every website you've never heard of, like juicebox.tv and uh, crackleface.org or whatever, Crackle and a- the ASPCA and. and uh, uh, I almost just said Petco. I don't know why. Literally every brand you could think of has their own fucking Roku channel. It's Wild. just insane. So I would argue that that's like a hooey dimension of the Roku. How do you feel? I I, <laughs> I still think it's a I think it's a them. I think it gets the legacy. Meanwhile, we haven't even discussed this person, but you took us on this journey into hell, which is discussing think, which streaming service. But is this is interesting. Is this is a rare, a rare disagreement. I still think the Roku is a them. I don't know. I just I feel it's very hooey. But sure, it's its brand name is strong. Um, pe- you, people's parents say Roku, the word Roku all the time, yeah. which didn't exist before the Roku. Um, I don't know. I think also it could be one of those things where also people call streaming TV like Roku in general. Like Kleenex. Like it's, yeah. Sure, yeah. it's Coke. becoming that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But we'll see. Netflix certainly is that. Yeah. Um, Netflix is probably the biggest them of streaming services. And we're not just saying that because they, you know, sponsored us. Okay, before. okay. Um, <laughs> Lindsay, who is Mark Ballas and who is BC I don't know. Jeans? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, he's just a, he's Dancing with the Stars guy. Uh, which one? The thing is, you probably saw him on your Roku because the Roku content is so old and so recycled that they just haven't updated it in a while. He is one of the, he's one of the main partners. He's one of the main is partners. He friends with Pita and, and I Maxim? mean, you would assume they're all friends. Is he friends with Val and Val? God. The sad thing is, I have never watched one full episode of Dancing with the Stars, but I could spout out their names like they are... Members of my family. Um, Lindsay, let me tell you something about... So that's who Mark Ballas is. So he's very... He's a who, but he's he's a Dancing with the Stars who, which is, as again, we wife? all know. His wife is uh, a woman named Brittany Jean Carlson. She goes by Ooh. BC Jean. Another Brittany Jean? I just... Yes, but spelled B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, not whatever. Okay. Whatever. I know very little about her because I honestly, I will not do the research. But listen, Lindsay. It's not like it's your job or anything. She's a, yeah, song, uh-huh. she's a songwriter. And she wrote a very themmy song. 
What song? She's famous for writing a very, very themmy song. What song? If I Were a Boy. Wait, the Ciara version? The Ciara one or the Beyonce one? Beyonce. That's like, that's, is that a joke? Yes, the Beyonce one. No, there's two, there's two versions. I I wouldn't have reacted that dramatically if it had been the Ciara version. Or maybe I would have actually. (laughs) If I actually, yeah, maybe it would have been, it may have been bigger. Um, But yeah, that's who she is woman wrote one Beyonce song and that's her claim to fame she wrote one Beyonce song I looked I up I looked up to yeah. see if she wrote anything else that's notable no nothing zero no. you know it's funny I, may, I I joke that that's her only thing but if I wrote one Beyonce song in my entire fucking life and I'd then I died working. that would be the most iconic thing I've I'd ever stop working. done I'd be like okay I'm good actually guess I'm done guess I'm done uh so moving on we've got this call hi who weekly uh, long time listener, second time caller, but you never answered my first call. Let's move on. I have a question about Robert De Niro. Um, I think that earlier in the podcast, you talked about how Orlando Bloom used to be a them, and then he kind of turned himself into a who, which is a really sort of unnatural <clears throat> evolution or devolution, I guess I should say, of a celebrity. And I feel like Robert De Niro is doing the same thing right now. Um, I mean, obviously we know that he has sort of gone down in quality in terms of the movies that he does. That's been going on for years. But, you know, he did that Trump campaign ad where he said, I want to punch him in the face, which was all well and good. But then just yesterday, it was either yesterday or today, he appeared in this anti-vaccination conference with, I think, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I'm not even sure which Kennedy that is, but... um, it's just really weird, and the whole anti-vax thing is just gross and seems like such a kind of misguided, themmy thing to do. And I just feel like he is this rare example of a really well-regarded actor in the autumn edging into winter of his life who is kind of um, hooing himself. So I wanted your thoughts on that. Thanks so much. Bye. Interesting call. I will just go ahead and say that I don't think – it's possible for Robert De Niro to become a them. I think once you're in, once you're in the Godfather, you uh, are them for life. You have. I mean, um, his tenure. name represents something. It represents a very specific and like long-held brand. Right, and I think it's there's a similar with without she doesn't quite get political in the way that Robert De Niro does. Especially his anti-vax stuff is crazy. And yes, you were right. It was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, this has Which been happening so for a crazy. while. It wasn't just this one conference. He's he's a big supporter of uh, the anti-vax movement and sort of pretends not to be. It's very bizarre and irritating. Um, but I, the, the person who sprang to mind um, when you were talking about Robert De Niro was Diane Keaton, who sort of had this a similar sort of thing happening where she is very iconic and legendary to use these awful descriptors but then she's in shitty movies but then she's in shitty movies because she's getting older and i think that is as much as that's as much as like just a desire to work as it is um you get less when you get older you you don't care as much about what you're doing you just want to work but also people don't write movies for old people there aren't good roles for old people so so you take what you can get and so it's it's like robert de niro is getting a role to be zach efron's shitty grandfather he's just gonna take it i guess yeah i mean hope springs only comes around once in a life yeah and i think it's also he doesn't care i think if i I think about my my parents who retire and then they're like well what do i do now 
you know? Yeah. They retire in their home and they're like, well, what am I going to do now? And so I think it's just easy to just be in a movie. It gives you something to do. I mean, that is his job. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your dad, you know, who retires from uh, being an accountant. Work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's, let's say he's going to coach a local little league team. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a smaller right. version or whatever of what you do. And you're just, that's what you do. That's all you that's know what you or whatever. Do. Like his, his yeah. agent calls him and he's like, Bobby, I got this thing for you. It's this little comedy. It'll take three weeks. Your film was Zac Efron. Can you do it? You say like, fuck a lot. <laughs> he's like, okay, I trust you. You'll get you'll get millions of dollars. Meanwhile, Robert De Niro is in, will be invited to every Oscars until the end of time. He will be yeah. invited to every iconic event. He will be mentioned in lists when his he hol- dies. He will be his hologram you know, will be there. Yeah, it's not even it. It's not even a question whether he will be. No matter what he does in the next ten years or in the past ten years, unless it is something he will like remain unless as it's iconic. something truly yeah. despicable. Unless it, it's like a Bill Cosby I mean, thing. But even then, sure, they're still but a even them. Bill Cosby is still a them, even yeah. though we hate him. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Next call. So, last call. No. Yeah. He's a he's a them. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Ken from LA. Um, I was just listening to the latest call-in show where you were talking about that Who who wore the Make America Great Again dress at the Grammys, and it got me thinking about um, Leah Remini's book about Scientology, Troublemaker, which is a great book and an even better audio book uh, if you guys are interested. But she kind of asserts in there that actually the whole thing about, like, Scientology as a way to get ahead in Hollywood is sort of like a huge myth that the church, like, puts forward and that actually it's really just, like, Tom Cruise and John Travolta and, like, her. And, like, obviously there are other celebrity Scientologists, but that's sort of just because it's based in L.A. I mean, that's at least her assertion. So anyway, um, I guess this is a two-part question or like one question and a request so is Leah Remini a who or a them does being in a long-running sitcom make you a them anymore or does that kind of specifically make you a who um and then also I would love to hear you guys talk about the who's of Scientology because it seems like if Leah Remini's assertion is correct Scientology would naturally be a breeding ground for who's um thanks so much good form Bella Thorne it's interesting because I the reason why I kind of thought about this whole thing to begin with was from watching Going Clear. Did you see Going Clear, Bobby? Of course. And I and I read Troublemaker. So did I, and it's a great book. But I think back in the day, what was interesting to me and from watching Going Clear is they talk a lot about that one agent who's like Giovanni Ribisi's mom mm-hmm. and how she was kind of the top agent in Hollywood for a long time, and a lot of Scientologists were her clients. And yeah. that is kind of where um, that – things in spawned from where like you know that's how John Travolta that's how all of them kind of got jobs but I think you're right it's not as potent anymore yeah, to be a Scientologist but I mean I remember when she said that in the book and I was like okay Leah because you can say that all you want um, right but it anecdotally there are a lot of famous Scientologists and there are famous Scientologists who say that they wouldn't be famous without Scientology specifically Paul Haggis and Michael Pena right. Like right. her. Um, right. And yeah, Tom Cruise and John Travolta too, but I think that's enough. And I think uh, I th- the way I read that particular conclusion of hers was like she was just reaching for any possible way to discredit them and like try to make them seem not sure. as powerful as they are because she's sure. lived it and she hates it. But I think I, I that, that's a tough one for me to swallow. 
Um, also, so it's funny, um, I wanted to read you what uh, Wikipedia has under their notable Scientologist celebrities. Oh, I looked at um, that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so let me just go through the list. I mean, half of these people, I actually don't really know who they are. So this is the list of who Wikipedia deems to be the most notable Scientologist <laughs> celebrities. This is interesting because they come and go, you know. Uh-huh. Jason yeah. Lee is out. A lot of these celebrities are mm-hmm. kind of like, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Alana Masterson. I assume that's a Masterson sister Danny or Masterson something. Danny Masterson sister, yeah. Okay. John Travolta, Juliette Lewis, Jenna Elfman, Kirstie Alley, Kelly Preston. That's John Travolta's wife. Uh, Elizabeth rude, Moss. Rude to Kelly Preston. We know. Come on. Let's come. Okay. Well, some people might not. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, Isaac Hayes. I thought he was dead. Is Isaac Hayes alive still? Okay. Um, Catherine Bell. Okay. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? Catherine Bell? No, but Isaac Catherine Hayes Bell. is dead, by the Catherine way. Catherine Bell is no. You is could on be notable Jag, on, and dead, Lindsay. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Bell was on Jag. Cool. Oh my God, um, her! <sighs> shut up. She's a you Scientologist. Don't know who she is. Yes, I do. My parents used to watch Jag like every single night, every single week. Nancy Cartwright. Beck. Oh, uh, Nancy Cartwright, uh, Bart's voice of Bart Simpson. Yeah. Voice of Bart. Thank you. Eric Christ- Erica Christensen, Laura Prepon, Anne Archer. Who's uh, Anne Archer? Archer uh, oh, Fatal wow. Attraction. Fa- yeah. Uh, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. Anyways. Okay. Um, Fatal Attraction is what we really care about. We. we okay. Um, <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi, Marissa Ribisi, David Campbell. That's... um. Uh, a, a music producer, Chick Corea, who is a, uh, a jazz musician, Danny Masterson, Bijou Phillips, Greta Van Susteren, didn't know that, Dougie Fresh, did not know that, Sky Dayton, who is the founder of Earthlink. <laughs> and Boingo, Boingo sucks. <laughs> Fuck Boingo. Okay, well, he's a Scientologist. Tom Cruise and Katie Saberano, who is an Australian singer. Oh. That's their list. Cool. Um, the <laughs> only one that I did say, the only one of these names that made me go, huh, was Greta Van Susteren. I had no idea. Right? Right? Like, huh. Right? It's very um, And then there's a whole, if you want to like dig into Wikipedia, there's a whole list of former Scientologists, including dead people. Uh, American and, Scientologists. Uh, yeah. So you can really go into it. But it's, anyways, I just wanted, that's a good, that the Wikipedia list is what is deemed notable. Yeah. I don't there know aren't what many they thems. define. Yeah, there aren't there's, that many. There's thems. Leah. Right. There's Leah. There's Tom. There's John. There's Shelley Miscavige. Is it them? Well, there's is... no longer Leah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. Is anyone? Is there any other? Is there any other famous woman besides Kirstie Alley? Well, didn't um, wasn't for a while the Smiths family was kind of thought to be Scientologists, they but then were, they were like, we're not Scientologists. They were Scientology adjacent. I think the the tabloid rumors were that Tom was trying to convert them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they're they like donated to some weird like shady educational um, organizations that were sort of vaguely connected to Scientology but they're I mean they're also in her book everything's so everything's really sort of murky there but I don't think so they've never said they are so yeah I mean maybe just I don't think Scientology has the um, a list making power that it once did, right? No. And so once, you know, John Travolta and Tom Cruise are no longer, which, you know, they're not old, but eventually mm-hmm. they will go. Um, <laughs> they're not going to have any, like, real up-and-comers is right. what I'm saying. Like, there's no – the who's are not going to convert into that. You know, 
Isn't, you know, actually, Laura Prepon just married Ben Foster. Isn't he a Scientologist? Uh, he is, now? yeah. He's a secret Scientologist, Ugh, yeah. Bummer. He's big good. bummer. Big bummer. That's a huge bummer. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So maybe there's all these other Scientologists that are secretly going to appear, or whatever. Yeah. But honestly, what they, how they rally around Tom Cruise, there's never going to be another Tom Cruise for no. them. He's their last. Right? He's their. He's the last one they have left. He's like their last breath. Their last gas. He's their last in, gas. in the world of celebrities. Well, meanwhile, yeah. they also own half of L.A., so let's not even get into that. The fact that, yes, maybe they don't have any A-list whatever, but they mm-hmm. own half of the buildings in Los Angeles. So something is, you know, they're still going to have a stronghold in yeah. the movie. They're going to have money. No they're gonna, and they're going to have yeah. money. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so I think that's it for today. Uh, wow. It was a fun episode. A lot of great calls. Always great calls, but these are some fun calls. Yeah. This is yeah. This is fun. And this weekend we have the Oscars. The Oscars. So our Monday episode's gonna be good. I guess. Oh yeah, we have to talk is. about the Oscars. I hope it is. Uh, and uh, thank you to all of our callers. I was gonna say thank you to Katie and Eric, but they didn't do read it today. Thank you to Mora uh, for photographing me and for laughing <laughs> when I photographed her back. She could have uh, gotten mad, I guess. But you know what? You photographed me, so whatever. <sighs> And we'll don't encourage that. Happy You're Oscars. Encouraging it too. Happy Oscars Day on Sunday. Happy Oscars weekend. Um, we did a thing with BuzzFeed's Oscar night, so catch us there. If go check it out yeah. on their Oscars live feed. Otherwise, uh, send in all of your Oscars questions. I really don't know what's going to happen. I feel like we've talked about the Oscars a bunch in kind of the nominations, so I don't want to go over them again. But who knows what will actually happen? Yeah, could be could be some surprises. Ugh, I um, hope so. So see you next week. You will drive us. But can you hop over the pond to get to us, or you ha- or you only can go to the pond to get? I'm no, you go across the pond. This... You can go. You can go round trip across the pond. Either way, you're going across the pond. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the fascinating new podcast series Missing Richard Simmons. Subscribe now on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>